Welcome to the Breaking Chains podcast, where we are unified in God's word, reaching, teaching, strengthening, and nurturing both those who know Jesus and those who are shackled in bondage, looking for freedom through the blood of Christ. I'm your host, Philip Skeens, here to share with you today what the Lord has put on my heart that will prayerfully help each of you in your own special way. Welcome back. Welcome back to another Breaking Chains podcast. It's not the C2 podcast, but the C2 group did it last week. Actually, the week before last. I do apologize for missing last week. We're going to try really hard not to miss another week. But uh, thanks for coming back and tuning in again. We, uh, we would love to hear from all of you. Drop us an email. Go to our website. Uh, it's breakingchains.me. You can fill out the form there. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your story, your testimonies. We would like to hear the feedback on what you like to hear and what you uh, what you want coming up in future episodes. Let me ask you a question. Can you imagine what it would be like when we walk beside Jesus? When we are surrounded by his glory? When I close my eyes and I think about this very day, what that's going to be like, nothing compares to what I can envision. And to think that it's going to be even greater than this because it's greater than our little carnal minds can even think about, can even fathom what the majestic glory of what's promised to each of us. Today on the Breaking Chains podcast, we continue our worship series. Uh, this is going to be our third or fourth song now in the worship series that we're going to look at. And we're going to look at the song by Mercy Me that many of us know I can only imagine. So today's title is going to be, What Can You Imagine About the Glory of God? Before we get into the show... I have a couple people that I want you to meet. Two of them you've already met. One of them you're going to meet pretty soon. Jaden, Barton, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here again. <laughs> Daniel, the C2 takeover continues. Howdy. <laughs> How y'all been? Good. good. Been great. Thanks for uh, putting together the uh, frequent asked questions of a believer a couple of weeks ago. It was really, really good show. It was fun to do. Oh, yeah. As they all are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have with us today a very special guest. And uh, Jaden, this guest is pretty close to you. Uh, Pastor Jill Barton. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting me to be a part of this. We've been wanting to do this for a while and getting on here. And and when we started doing, actually, it wasn't even a worship series. We, this song gratitude that we now do in service, um, was just really on our heart to do this. And that show, I got, I got chill bumps just talking about the song, what that song says. And then you know, it's on Daniel's heart to do um, Praise You in the Storm. Praise You in the Storm. And it was like, we're just going to do this worship series because there's so much power in music. And you two are, are so gifted in in music that you get to lead us and uh, we get to uh, be a part of that each and every week. But uh, I'll let you do the introduction here. Okay. <laughs> well, this is my mother. Um, she's just, she means the world to me. Um, my best friend and uh, just been so blessed to have her in my life and to raise me. And she's just amazing. She's amazing worship leader. And I've had the pleasure to be, you know, a part of her team for quite a while now, probably what, around eight years, something like that. But, um, but yeah, she means the world to me. And so when we thought about this song, I was like, oh my goodness, we should get my mom on this show because I know this song means a lot to her too. But yeah, she's just, 
she is my person. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love you too. Well, thank you. <laughs> you um, just tell us a little bit about about your story. Well, my story is that I was raised in the church. So my mom and dad um, got saved right after they got married, and uh, I always say I was teething on the pews because I was always there. We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Dad was a deacon um, on the board. Mom was in charge of VBSs and taught Sunday school. So my parents were a big influence in my life throughout the years. Um, I was a mission at Honor Star. Um, And then through my high school years, I walked away from the Lord. And I can honestly say I, I regret that. I wish I did not have that part of my life testimony, but... We only knew then what we know now. Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at that time, I thought that there was things I wanted to experience and be a part of, and and it wasn't good, you Mm -hmm. know? And I can honestly say that if I had passed away during those years of my life, you know, I don't know if I could only imagine. I don't know what that would have been like. And so I'm thankful that I had the foundation of where I grew up. And when I became a freshman in high school, um, I ended up returning to the Lord and got involved in a young adults group at the church, which got me involved with kids my own age. And we all started hanging out and serving God together. And I have never turned back since. And, uh, then my husband and I met at church, and we ended up getting married, and he got called into the ministry, and we both served um, since Jaden was born. We actually got hired in our first position when she was born, and so we have been in ministry now for 21 years. Uh, we served as youth pastors for about seven years at one church, and then we have we church planted. Never thought we would do that. We actually said no. That is something we don't want to do. So just to say to people, don't ever tell God no, because <laughs> I think it comes around and, yeah. you know, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> he created me. I know he has a sense of humor. <laughs> yes. And so um, I also am a nurse practitioner. So I work there part-time, and I love my job. I love taking care of patients, and uh, it's, been, it's been fun. And I'm a worship leader. I love to worship. I love to sing his praises. Um, what a lot of you probably don't know is that I deal with vocal issues. Um, in fact, I'm probably going to have to go and get checked out again, but I've had vocal cord nodules in the past. I've had to be on voice rest but I always say every time I need it it's right there God gives me it Um, he is so faithful that when I go to sing for him it's it's right there now I may not be able to sing the rest of the week or talk the rest of the week very much but (laughs) you can do it yes but when I need it he always gives me that yeah and, and you know we talk about it every week on this show but Week after week after week, what God's doing and the presence that God, you know, that we can experience from God, it's just more and more every week. And it's just amazing. Um, and, and you guys have the honor, right, and the privilege of, of ushering us into his presence. And um, it's just a special time. And you don't really know unless you experience it, what what God is doing in this house. But He couldn't have done it if you all wouldn't have said yes to church plant. Yes. So that's pretty awesome. He uses anyone who will say yes. Yes. And even if you don't say yes, and and you walk away like many of us did, you know, because there was a calling years ago and we kind of turn our back but a faithful god always says hey i'm right here come back to me and then when you go back it's like man what a 
What a human being I am. <laughs> why, why did I turn? You know, if I would only know then what I knew now, it would be much farther along in, in our walk. And that's, that's for the young people. When, when we tell you from experience, don't do it, don't do it. It's not worth it. I promise. Yeah. You, uh, favorite scripture. Philippians 4.13. And there's a story behind this favorite scripture because... This is what I love about this. Because you had the story too. I became a type 1 diabetic at age 13. And it changed my life. And not not in a good way. I mean, I dealt with it for the, probably the first year okay. But I think that's partly why I probably chose to walk away a little bit through that time um, because it's it's difficult to as a teenager to have a chronic illness and back then I mean nowadays there's so much technology and advancements but back then it wasn't like that and it was very challenging and so I think that a lot of that um, stemmed into some of my decisions in life at that point. Um, but I went to a doctor who was a Christian. And the one day I was in there seeing him, and he could tell that I was going through a tough time and that I was down. And instead of, you know, trying to just tell me what I need to do and tell me how to control the sugars and tell me all these things and what not to eat and what to eat and, you know, make me feel even worse than I already (laughs) felt. He took his prescription pad and he wrote on it, Philippians 4.13, and he handed it to me and he says, okay, I want you to go home and I want you to look this up and I want you to memorize this. He said, because when you start having these feelings and these choices that you're making, he says, I want you to know that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. Wow. And that is my life verse that I've had since age 13. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. And when you, when you have something like that, you just, you never want to let go of it for sure. So I, I have a question to you two, two musicians, two worship leaders, who gets to pick the music out? (laughs) Boss lady over here, not me. (laughs) I get Wednesdays, that's it. (laughs) That's not necessarily true. Um, You know, a lot of times, and we try to come up with some worship sets ahead of time, you know, so people can start practicing through the week. But I always tell them, listen, don't hold me to this. Because when God works on my heart, I want to be obedient to him. So just like this past week, I had a song picked already. um, And when I got here, I'm like, okay, sorry, guys, don't don't kill me, but (laughs) I'm changing it up, you know. And so we put in a different song. But, you know, I asked the Lord, I'm like, God, what what would you like? You know, what songs would you like us to just worship you with today? And, you know, sometimes uh, it's very clear. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night with a song on my heart, and I'll know that's for today. Right. And then other times, you know, we put a set together, and, you know, we may come up with a different one here and there, but, or sometimes I'll even say, hold on, guys, we're not done yet, you know, one more. It never ceases to amaze me the way God works, and, you know, there's, the music is always right to the day right i mean the music aligns with sermons or something that happens the day before the day of or something i mean it's always god's always on cue and i'll tell you my husband and i do not talk ahead of time on what he's preaching on Um, Because I don't want to know. I want to hear it fresh, just like everyone else. And I love it when Pastor Teresa's talk ends up coming up with, you know, what worship songs we pick for the day. And then my husband is still touching on that. I love when the Holy Spirit just puts the sermons and the whole entire service together. It's truly amazing. It is very amazing. Yes. And you can always tell because, I mean, 
when you experience, I mean, just the presence, you know, and you feel the, ex the experience that this could only be of God. And it's, uh, I love it. Breaking chains every sun, every Sunday. No, every Friday at six o'clock. Currently meeting here at Rush Church. Weather's breaking, so hopefully soon we will be outdoors for some of these events. And um, yeah, that's every Friday. And men's group every Saturday morning at ten o'clock here at Rush. And this this group is something special. Uh, what God is doing with the men in this group and, and the last few weeks we've had like 15 and 17 people men on Saturday morning and it just continues to grow and grow and grow and it's truly a special time it's usually like 10 to 12 but we've been going like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock it's like 3, 4 hours and it is good stuff C2 Daniel What's up with C2? A lot of things. Uh, we just get together on Sunday nights at 5. Depending on the week is where we're going to be at. Just changes up every now and then. But uh, if you're 18 to 26-ish years old and you're looking for a nice group of people to hang out with and talk about God, then find me or Jaden at Rush if you're local and we'll get you involved. And you guys have having uh, some pretty good groups too, right? Yeah. We pulled like 13 people last week. Four new people. Praise God. That's awesome. Jaden, Sunday mornings. And Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Rush Church is open. We have worship. We have an awesome sermon. And then depending on the week... The first Sunday of the month is potluck. It's also communion, but it's potluck at the end of the service. I wasn't happy because I missed it this past <laughs> Me this <month>. too. <laughs> I was under the weather. I was not happy. Yeah. But was... I'll tell you what, Jim Upjanik, he's like my angel. He makes me some gluten-free food, and he'll send it home with everybody. And, <laughs> oh, that guy can cook. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> I don't know who makes the, the gluten-free uh, it's a crockpot dish, and it's like the chicken and and stuff. It is really good, really good. I could I could eat that every day. Uh, yeah. So uh, we have a really special night coming too on the twenty fourth of this month. You want to tell us about worship night? Yes, we are going to do a worship night on March twenty fourth, starting at seven o'clock. So we would love to have anyone who wants to come and be a part. And this is just a time where we are going to worship the King, give him our praise, our adoration. We are just going to celebrate who he is. We're going to take time and just pray and seek him. And I just can't wait. I am so looking forward I can't to wait. it. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. So, uh, you know, if you're listening and you're in the area, come by on the 24th and uh, be blessed. 5245 Glenwood Avenue here in Boardman. Love to have as many people. We'd love to have the house full and a house full of God and a house full of God's people. So, all right. We are going to get into the song, I Can Only Imagine. And I uh, I just want to start here with the definition of imagine. Because according to Webster's Dictionary, let me Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, the word imagine means to form a mental image of something not present, to use imagination. And the word imagination, the act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses or never before wholly perceived in reality. 
And Paul writes in Ephesians 3, verses 8 and 9, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. God, our Father, Elohim, the creator of all things, created you and me and everyone, and he created our imaginations. And because God created our imaginations, then obviously he meant it for good. But somewhere along the line, and we know when it happened, the mind got corrupt in the garden when mankind fell to sin. And the imaginations were then used for things that they were not intended to be used for. Eve's imagination made her think that she would be like God's. And that's what the serpent told her. So then she had this imagination and she took it to Adam and said, Hey, Adam, we can be like God's. And we know what happened from there. But when we imagine and use our imagination, we must use our God-given imagination to imagine the fullness of his glory. When we read and we know his word, we can imagine the word manifesting itself in our lives. And when we worship and we praise and we imagine everything we know about his glory, and then we can just totally get lost in him. And we don't have to have the music to enter into a worship and a praise of God, but music is such a gift from God. And it just allows us to just imagine and quickly get into a state of mind for worship and praise. And there's very, not very few, there's a lot of songs, but there's few songs that can take us from our carnal to our spirit in the snap of a finger. And uh, this is one of those songs. So we're going to get started and um, we're going to listen to the verse, first verse of this song. And then we'll get to talk about it, the good part, and y'all get to quit hearing me talk for a while. Stop there before we hit the course. Um, who wants to start? I will. This song holds an extra special spot in my heart <clears throat> because when my sister passed away 17 years ago, she had asked for this song to be played at her mm. funeral. And so um, it's been hard for me over the years especially, you know, closer to when she had passed away to even listen to this song or hear it because it brought back that memory. However, I know where my sister stood with Jesus. And so I know that she is with him face to face. And I know that she is walking by his side. Mm. And that's what brings me encouragement is that when we know our loved one, our loved ones are with the Heavenly Father, it, it can give us a peace. It can give us a rest yeah. knowing that. 
Um, and so it, the song, you can look at it as, what am I going to do mm-hmm. when I'm there? But then we can also have that peace knowing that our loved ones are there already experiencing being in the Father's presence. Sometimes it makes me a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say. We fight so hard to stay alive on this mm-hmm. earth, fighting sickness, fighting disease, when really, if we only knew you know, what the other side really had, yeah. um, we wouldn't be so hesitant to go. But it's the unknown. It's the unknown, the that, great unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good point. And that's something I've I probably never really thought about, about, you know, my father and grandparents and, and the people that went on, friends before us, before me, they're experiencing, you know, what this song says. And yeah, it kind of makes you a little jealous sometimes that they get to be there with the Father and the Son, seeing the glory. Daniel? No, I just love this song. I just like listening to it. I don't have any thoughts on this first verse, but... You do. (laughs) I always do. No, I I love this song too. I think that um, just the way that it's written is so beautiful. And I like songs where I can close my eyes and kind of imagine and, you know, try to picture everything going on. But I mean, it's something that you ask yourself, like kind of what my mom was saying, you can ask yourself or you can look at it in terms of other people's perspective. But um, I know that when I've done this song, when I've done it in youth group, when we've let it, um, I just, I tell all the kids, I say, just close your eyes and just imagine, do what the song says. And, um, I just think it's so beautiful. You know, this is, since this song came out, um, it's been many years now, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, when this song came out, I remember we would do services where, the praise band would play at, at, at Christ Temple back in Huntington and the anointing would just fall and we would just loop this song on track in the background and just just everybody at the altar I mean just standing for an hour just in this song you know looping over and over and over and the anointing was so incredible but I don't know how many times that we did that, but it was a lot. I mean, the song, like you said, when you can close your eyes and close your eyes and imagine to a lot of other songs, but this one is written specifically for close your eyes and imagine. So it's been my favorite song since it came out. And I'd never seen the movie until just a, maybe two months ago now. And when I saw the movie, and really the story behind the song, I was like, wow. If I could love the song any more than I did, I do now because of the story that it came from, the brokenness um, of, of his life. I can only imagine walking beside Jesus. I can only imagine his shine his radiance, the light that he is. And 1 John 1, 5 says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. And in, in Hebrews 12, 29, it says, um, for God is a consuming fire. And a consuming fire is not only for those that refuse to listen to him, but to his own children, his holiness and righteousness are so great that they will produce the most profound, futile ceremony that we acknowledge ourselves, the vassal of the Lord, God Almighty. And when you look at what is a vassal, what does that even mean? A person under the protection of a futile Lord, our God, to whom he has vowed homage 
one in a subservient or subordinate position. And when I think about that, it's like, wow. You know, I just want to imagine his light, you know, shining all around me, walking side by side, seeing him face to face. And uh, it just brings you to, it just brings you to chills, brings you to tears, um, thinking that our God, full of grace, full of mercy, that that is our hope. I can only imagine that day's coming. All right, go to the course. Rounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing? speak at all I can only imagine I can only imagine I can only imagine Jill so I look at this <clears throat> as um, I feel I'll fall on my knees Mm -hmm. I mean, I just, that's the way I feel like I would look at Jesus and just be in such awe that I would fall on my knees and just adore him. Mm -hmm. And then I would jump up and run and jump on him and hug him <laughs> and just be like, oh, then I'll thank dance. you, thank you, thank you, thank you, you know. But I look at this song and when I hear, you know, will I dance for you, Jesus, it makes me think of how David danced as they brought the Ark of the Covenant back oh, yeah. and the presence of the Lord, his holiness brought such joy to him kind of glory. that, you know, he just danced. And, and you look at it and, or will I be still? Be still and know that I am God, you know, and, and will I fall to my knees? Will I sing hallelujah? What, what will I do? And, and I always like challenge people because if you can't do it now, like, are you going to do it? That's right. You know, like, I, I don't want to say that, you know, we're here on earth getting ready, but we are, we're getting ready for the big day. Mm -hmm. You know, we are not, this is not our eternal home here. We are not to be content here. We are not to be in the world, but, you know, we're to be in the world, in the world not yeah. of the world. Thank you. I just <laughs> lost my train of thought there. In the world, but not of the world. Right. Um, you know, so we should not be content here, but we should know our Father. We should know how to praise Him, how to worship Him. And I just feel like that's like the pep rally, getting ready for the big game. And here we go, you know, come on, Lord. You know, when you talk to people and they're like, well, I'm, I'm going to do it when I get there. I, I, I can't wait till I get there. It's like, you know, you say you'll do it in God's presence, but hey, God is here. I mean, come here on Sunday morning and tell me that God's presence is not here. So God is here. And he's told us that he's here. But when you can feel him and you know he's in the house, and we still see people that's not, you know, they don't have the freedom and liberty that, that to just get lost in him and worship him. It's, it's um, just like you said. Well, are you really going to do it? Well, years <laughs> ago, um, you know, as a worship leader... You know, you can stand on the platform and look out and you can get really discouraged um, because God, you know, is so important and so vital mm -hmm. and just we all need him so incredibly bad. Um, but the thing is, is God t told me a long time ago, listen, I just asked you to worship me and lead. Right. You know, you can't force people to worship. 
You can encourage people to worship, but it's always their choice. But worship is a 24-7. It is not just coming on a Sunday morning and singing some songs about the Lord. That's not just worship. Worship is your lifestyle. It is what you're doing behind the person in the checkout counter that is searching for their money in the bottom of their purse, taking forever, Mm -hmm. and you're in a hurry. It's how you treat them. You know, it's everything you do is your worship unto God. So it's not just a Sunday morning type of thing. but And worship doesn't have to just be song. And so one time God said to me, he says, I want you to worship me in a way that you would not worship. And I was like, oh, because I love to sing. I love to play music. You know, that's my worship to the Lord. I love to sit at the stop signs and, you know, start pumping my (laughs) arms as I'm clapping and praising him as the kids were little and embarrassing them as we were sitting beside people. (laughs) Um, I mean, I just, I have so much fun in worshiping him and singing. And so one day he said, as I was at church, when we were youth pastors, he said, okay, I want you to go down front and I want you to sit at the altar and I want you to write. And I was like, what? Like, (laughs) I don't journal. I don't write. That's not who I am. Like, I would rather sing. He's like, no, I'd like you to do this. And I, so I I was like, finally got the nerve up. Luckily I had pants on that day. And I went down, I, you know, crisscrossed applesauce, sat down on the, in front of the altar, grabbed my husband's notebook he had, and I started writing. And I just started expressing myself to the Lord as everyone else was singing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, I knew exactly when the Holy Spirit had like, gotten involved in my worship because my writing became like this beautiful poetry unto the Lord. And that's not me. Like I am not, I'm not gifted at writing. Right. Ask my daughter. I am not gifted. And um, it she's became, at yeah, she's the gifted <laughs> writer. It became poetry on paper. And I started weeping in the presence of the Lord, and I never even sang one word. Wow. And But it, it was almost like the Lord wanted to show me that just because maybe someone's not singing, you don't know what kind of worship is That's going right. on in their hearts. So you can't look at a book by the cover. Mm-hmm. So all we say is, you know what, you worship God in the way that God's asked you to worship Him. And maybe that's at the time it's through prayer. Maybe it's going and praying for someone else during this time. Maybe it is, you know, reflecting on um, what he's asking you to do. Um, Maybe it's just sitting there and thanking him Mm -hmm. for what he's done in your life. You know, some people can't sing and they feel maybe insecure about that. My husband does not feel insecure about that and he can't sing. But he says, by the time it gets to God's ears, because he created me in his image, it is beautiful and he loves it because it comes from a heart of worship. He says, just don't stand around me if you don't like to hear off-key singing. (laughs) I love him. He always says, I look good carrying your guitar, (laughs) but I don't sound good. (laughs) But um, so it's not about singing. It's about your heart. And I think that's the key that um, we have to really pinpoint is it is the heart. You know, because you can go up and sing and, and shout, and but if your heart's not there and you're not doing it for the right reason, it's just vain worship. That's right. You know, and the heart it comes has like to the be Corinthian the Corinthian church. Yeah. Without love. Yeah. You're a clanging cymbal, a gong. Yeah. Miss Jaden? Um, I mean, for me personally, when I think about what I'll do in front of Jesus, I'll probably just break out dancing. I mean, <laughs> ask my mom. I do it very often. <laughs> middle of the living room. So are you the, the one that embarrasses of- her now that you're grown? In our house, <laughs> in our house, but I'll sometimes just kind of walk into their room and I'll just start just dancing, 
crazy, you know. Just... Yeah, she has her ear pods in and she has worship music on and I'll open the door and then she won't know I opened her door because her ear pods are on and she'll be like jumping and dancing and celebrating and she turns around and I scare her and she's like, what are you doing? They always make fun of me because I don't have like a normal girly scream. I just have like these grunts, I sound like manly grunts. <laughs> but no, that's like, when I think about that, that's like, the thing I do to show just joy, just joy in my heart and joy in everything. And I love um, the song, Sing Your Praises. And I love the song, um, I Thank God. Those are two that I just like bust a move on. But um, but no, that's, that's <laughs> kind of the thing that resonates with me in all seriousness. <laughs> Not sure why you don't you don't do this in Sunday morning worship. Though. Listen, that's because I have a bass on. I told my mom I was like, if we can get someone to play we bass fix and give me a handheld, you're gonna have to like give me like a tape on the floor to say like <laughs> stay in this circle, okay? Because uh, I just get so I have so much fun. Confined track runner. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you did do that with a handheld. Uh, I did. You were learning a song, and it was a youth group. You had a handheld, and you was kind of all over the place. It's a joke because... I have to remember that. Yeah. It was, I thank God, and it was right after camp, and I was getting so excited. I went up to the <laughs> youth group in the front, and I said, I know your potential, but like, I guess I kind of like yelled in their face a little. So now the whole joke behind C2 is like, be careful, Jaden knows your potential. Don't, don't go. <laughs> so that's like the big joke. <laughs> How about you, Daniel? Um... I have a little bit less potential than Jaden, but you know. <laughs> we all have the potential. It may not be what that potential is. Uh, according to the song, though, I um, I don't know. I really like the the question: "Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall?" And I think it, this whole chorus is just questioning: What will I do in the full power of God? Mm-hmm. And the full power of the Lord. Because will you be able to do anything when you're face to face with him except fall on the ground and just be still? That's what hits me with that chorus. Yeah, I, I'm going to say I would probably do the same as you, Pastor Jill. I just don't think I'll be able to stand, you know, because we said, oh, knowing what I know today, where I've came from, where I've been, you know, it's just, I just want to fall on my knees at his feet and just weep. Thank you. You know, when we say, you know, surrounded by your glory and, and when we say glory, 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 and it's kind of a phrase. I started looking at this and glory, glory, glory. It's used as an interjection and a verb and a noun. Glory, glory, glory. And it, as an interjection, it expresses the, the, the delight. And the next glory as a verb is to rejoice proudly. And then you have the the, the noun of what it is and it's a great beauty and splendor a state of great great gratification and exaltation so when we say glory 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 and we put all that together I'd never seen that before and when I was last night when I was preparing my final thoughts I was like wow thank you for showing me that I'm expressing delight and I'm rejoicing proudly and I'm in a state of great gratification and exaltation to my God. To be surrounded by God's glory and surrounded by his great beauty and splendor, surrounded in exaltation, um, to see the glory around his form and worshipful praise and honor and thanksgiving. I just don't see there's no way that, that I can stand and dance and maybe after, but I'm going to be weeping for a long time. There, there's, 
no more tears in heaven, but I'm going to be weeping for joy. I, I can feel it. It's not just occupying space either. You know, and that's the thing. It's about being engulfed in the space, in the environment of heaven, and encompassed in God's glory. And, uh, man, what a joyous day. The old song, what a joyous day that's going to be. Jesus you know Jesus. that one well, right? What a glorious day that's going to be to be surrounded by his glory. All right, we got one more verse to get through. I can only imagine when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. forever forever worship you I can only imagine yeah I can only imagine all right Jenna we'll let you go first this time <laughs> I just like the part when it says, when all I will do is forever, forever worship you. I mean, even like down here, just on this earth, all I ever really want to do is just worship God. I mean, that's my heart. That's, and worship is kind of sometimes where I can, you know, really dive deep into him. Also, obviously reading my Bible, but worship as well. Um, so to just think that I'll be forever worshiping him, right. it's just, it's exciting for me because that's, that's how I work. That's how my heart is. My heart is to worship God for all the days of my life. So, Yeah, I think, you know, there's, when you get into his word and you, you really start finding him, that is some amazing worship um, for sure. Daniel? I like the um, the line standing in the sun, and that's not like the sun that rises and shines in the morning. That's like Jesus, the sun, and you're standing in His presence and with Him. And I think it just correlates to the whole theme of the song, and it's just beauty. Yeah. It's funny because mom always says whenever it's not a good day, she's like, the sun's not shining outside, but the sun is shining in here. And that's what it reminds me of is that she's saying like S-O. And sometimes she actually has to like Sunny say S-O-N. She has to say it so people get it, you know, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. Yep. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> To have a worshipful heart and a worshipful spirit, you have to know who it is you're worshiping. That's right. So if I can encourage anyone who's listening to this podcast today, um, who's questioning, you know, what we're saying about worship, if you don't know the creator, the one that we're worshiping, that's your first step. That's your first, um, you know, step to take is to start and get into reading the Bible yep. and learning the character of Jesus, learning who God the Father is and his love that he sent his only son to die for us. Um, that's, that's what I would challenge you to do is to take that first step and to find yourself learning about him because the more you know him the more you want to worship Absolutely. him the more you want to serve him the more you want to be like him and so that would be what i would challenge whoever's listening today and kind of wondering why are these people so you know like excited to worship him um and that's why 
because he is my best friend. Mm -hmm. He is my Abba Father. He is my Redeemer, my Provider, my Healer, my Savior. He is the all in all. He is the beginning and the end. I am nothing without him. And that's how I live my life. That's right. Yeah, it's just what you said is the more we, it, it's easy for us to say as a human, well, I just don't understand. I don't understand the Bible. Well, God tells us we're not going to understand. But if we have a heart that wants to seek him, he reveals the understanding. So just to pick up a Bible and say, well, I just want to read it. Again, it's about the motive and about the heart, what we talked about earlier. If you're doing it for the wrong reasons, it's not going to be revealed for you. It is going to be confusing because his word is a great mystery that is only revealed to us by the earnest seeking of his face. My, my thoughts on this is... Um, I'm going to speak on John 17, 20 through 24. And John and Jesus says, it's, it's during his prayer. I am praying not only, this is Jesus praying. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are as one you are in me father and i am in you and may they be in us so that the world will be believe you sent me i have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one i am in them and you are in me may they experience such perfect unity in the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me Father, I want them, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. And, and prior to that, in Jesus' prayer, he was praying for unity and fellowship. And in verse 20, and, and throughout the rest of this scripture he's praying for the unity in glory the glory which you gave me he says is the glory of the resurrection of Christ now I can only imagine what you said Daniel I can only imagine standing in the sun standing there before the eternal God in heaven with the sun and I am in him and he and me for eternity in all the glory. And man, if you don't know, if you can't comprehend what that is, I, I, I encourage you, pick up the Bible and read. Have a heart to read and know and seek the truth and it will be revealed to you. And that that truth, that promise, when we stand in something, we stand in one's presence, in the possession and control. We move from a condition of indistinguishability and, and lacking identifying qualities, and we move into one that is clear of full clarity when we stand in the sun. Wow, God's so good. We're going to finish out the song, and then we'll close. Yeah. 
I'm going to stop there because we're going to close with the rest of this song. Closing thoughts. This song is amazing. God's glory is amazing. I can only imagine. Use that imagination that God gave each of you to, to imagine his glory. To imagine what it's going to be like when we finally get there. It may be tomorrow. It may be five years from now. It may be 30 years from now. Who knows? But we know the day is coming. And the day is already appointed for each and every one of us. Daniel, closing thoughts? I just think it's... um, It gives you something to look forward to. And it puts it ease on a death of a loved one or that puts ease on the fear of death because you know that if you live your life for the Lord you walk by his by faith in him throughout your life that this is what you will have as the end for an eternity Yeah. A glorious day. I think this song should not only inspire, you know, believers and give them a hope, like Daniel was saying, for eternity, but in a way it should also make us more aware to those that might not have this promise. That's right. For those that might not know the Lord, for those that you know, like my mom said earlier, are still confused about worship. It's this idea where there will be some people that don't experience this. There will be some people that don't, that will never know what this feeling is like or know a father that loves him so much. And, you know, in a way, when you think about it that way, it kind of breaks your heart because part of you is like so excited because you know, as, as a believer, this is what you have to look forward to. But you know that not all people are going to be able to see that. But it's also our job to go and make disciples of all nations, to go and bring the good news to all people, to be able to share this good news and this hope with others and give them that opportunity to really know what this is, to really know, you know. And I think this song did a really great job of of almost getting like the name of Jesus out there, you know, getting that whole story out there because you know, if anybody watches the movies, um, you can see that this song hit the charts and it took off. Like people couldn't even believe it. It was on the radio. It was on not only secular radio, right? right? I mean, not only Christian radio, but But it was everywhere. Right. Which it's awesome because it's such a good witness tool for some people. Cause I know a lot of people can really resonate with music. We were just talking about that the other night, my mom and I about how sometimes music can really resonate with someone, but Um, I think it's also important to just remember, you know, we have to also be the good news to people and knowing what we know from this song, that should give us even more of like an eagerness to do that. Right. You guys have summed it up very well. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't need to input anything else other than I'm just going to say one thing is that the very first verse when it says, when your face is before me. When you think about Old Testament, they could not see the face of God. That's right. He is so holy that he, we could not, they could not see the face of God. But when this time comes, when, the, when we get to be before him, we will be able to look upon his face. We will be able to see him face to face. And I just pray, when he looks at me, he says, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. That's right. That is my desire. That is my prayer. And that is what I will keep doing here on earth until my ticket is called, is I will serve him with everything in me. Selfishly, we hope that's not for a while. (laughs) Um, I'm going to close with... um, Revelation 21, because we talk about the promise of God, the hope that we have. 
in Revelation 21, 1 through 7. He says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And, and this is where we can imagine, right? Just as John saw it. I just got chills. <laughs> and I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, God's home is now among us people. He will live with them, and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Just what you said. Seeing his face. Face to face. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Our eyes. And there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All things are gone forever. All these things are gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down, for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, It is finished. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the springs of water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these things. And I will be their God, and they will be my children. In the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation, the first three chapters and the last three chapters of the Bible, Genesis, the Son is created. Revelation, the Son's not needed. Now think about this and use your imagination. When we talk about the new Jerusalem, the city of God, when he comes down to meet us and we're face to face with him. In Genesis, Satan was victorious. In Revelation, Satan was defeated. In Genesis, sin enters the human race. In Revelation, sin is banished. In Genesis, people are cursed. In Revelation, the curse is removed. In Genesis, paradise is lost. In, in Revelation, paradise is regained. People are doomed to earth in Genesis. Death is defeated. And believers live forever with God the Alpha and the Omega, the one that created all and the end of all things. What a day. Can't ask for anything else. That imagination is full. I'm going to close in prayer and then we will listen to the end of the song. Thanks for tuning in today. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to share what you give us. We just humbly accept your, your work, Father God. We do everything for your glory and for your honor. Lord, we just pray today that someone that hears this will be changed, even if it's one person or a thousand. Lord, if it's just one person, it's well worth the effort to save one soul. God, we just pray that you touch each and every one of us, continue guiding us, leading us, Father God. Let us have a heart to serve you. Let us use our imaginations for good, for what you've designed them for, to honor and to praise you and to think about your glory and your holiness. In Jesus' name, amen.
do is forever, forever worship you. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of Breaking Chains. Be sure to head on over to our website at breakingchains.me, that's breakingchains.me, and see all the good things that's going on over there. If you need prayer, you can submit your prayer request over there as well. And if you haven't done so, be sure to subscribe to our podcasts and daily devotions so that you can receive everything that the Lord gives us to share with you. Until the next time, God bless us all with the strength to break those chains. Thank you.